Fun fact, I was the first Lululemon ambassador here in the state of Arizona back in like circa 2005, 2006. How cool is this then that Lulu is back in your life again? Yeah, it's, it's amazing because guys, I'm so excited to tell you about this Lululemon 10K tour. It's coming to Scottsdale and we're going to be running it with you. Wait. Wait, wait. I thought we were just promoting the 10K. I don't know that I'm ready to run this thing, bro. Relax, bro. Relax. You and everybody listening totally has this because new for 2023 is this 10K tour training program, which you can use, Matthew, and I can use it, and anybody else, which will be hosted on the Lululemon Studio app. The date is November 12th and the course is unreal. Now, if you can't join us, you can participate virtually wherever you live. Plus, your participation will activate a donation to the National Alliance for Mental Illness. Visit lululemon10ktour.com to sign up today. It's, it's a mouthful. Lululemon 10, then the letter K, tour. Dot com to sign up today. Yeah, go sign up now, either virtually or in person, and you can run with us November 12th for the Lululemon 10K Tour in Scottsdale, guys. You'll get a Lululemon participant shirt, a finisher medal, an exclusive 10K training program, and all of the amazing pre- and post-race amenities, including yoga, meditation, even a post-race treat. Go to Lululemon. 10ktour.com. That's Lululemon, the number 1010ktour.com to sign up right now with a group of friends. This episode of the I Needed That podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and NeuroGum and Mints, buddy. I've been hearing for some friends, Chris. Everybody's on the NeuroGum and Mints kick. They dig it. <laughs> I know. You think it's. As long as they just try it, we know they're going to like it. Yeah. So they're they're throwing a good party. <laughs> I don't think you can explain enough this little caffeine hack that you have and the reason that I think it's such a neat thing for people to try. Yeah, well, we were just talking about it again this, this morning. morning. I know. And the, the, here's here's the best part about it is when you understand how your body is going to adapt to any kind of formula, any kind of caffeine and theanine, et cetera, um, you, you always get that amazing feeling at first for the first few weeks, and then it starts to taper off a little bit. And that's just, it's funny because I, I kind of, I have a rotation of between like coffee and an energy drink powder. And then as soon as you said, hey, hey, try one of these neuro mints, it was great because I got that pick me up. Like, like when I had a cup of coffee for the very first time. Well, throw down right now. We've got a link waiting for you inside the show notes to link to NeuroGum and Mints. Uh, also, let's have uh, just a quick discussion about BetterHelp because we're getting some great feedback on there too. You and I both experienced therapy. We both have done talk therapy. We've both done other modalities. Um, give me, give me one of your biggest takeaways from talk therapy, man. It's something that you you use even to this day. Well, you know, the one thing having literally just spoken with my therapist a week and a half ago, going through my own things. Um, we have the answers inside, but we need that connection with someone else to help us find them. And that's, I've been doing therapy for seven plus years and every single therapist, they, they just know how to ask the right questions to help us find the answers inside of us. But the thing is I've, in 45 years of my life, I haven't been able to find it myself. It's always been in the interaction, the connection with another human who also kind of can understand it because they're, they're not in the... 
they're not in the forest, right? They're, they're not stuck in it. So they can step outside. They can see where my mind might be going, ask a couple questions and give me that aha moment. And it's, it has changed my life significantly. How about yourself? Well, it's the truth, man. I just think that's what it is. They ask you the questions so you can find the answers yourself. That's it. Because we all know we're never going to change anything about ourselves until we're ready to change. Bingo. And we're not going to ever be ready to change until we see it in ourselves. Oh. So, yeah. If you want to save 10% on your first month of BetterHelp, we've got a link uh, set up for you guys in the show notes. You can just head on over to uh, the I Needed That podcast, open up any one of our show notes and the links there at the bottom for both NeuroGum and Mints and BetterHelp. Should we do a podcast? Well, absolutely. Let's Let's go. go. I needed that. I'm down for that. I think that's cool. Well, Chris's podcast, I Needed That, co-hosted by Matthew Blades, is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. There is a direct link with the, the neuroscience of this, and it's all about goal setting. I walked away from my radio show with a year left on my contract. Again, we were talking with Rachel from season five of my show. I had a dream about you the other day where you were singing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what no, it was, but it you were singing. Dream. That was a dream. That was a nightmare. <laughs> man we have arrived we are here inside the lululemon store scottsdale fashion square and it's time for an i needed that podcast with you my friend yes. chris Powell. how are let's, you i'm good i'm good i'm i'm excited it's nice to be back in lululemon actually yeah is it uh do, now let's be honest do you do you enjoy having the people kind of watching or is it is it better when we're in your living room and we're just sort of by ourselves is it Good on both Uh, fronts. Where are you with that? You know, I I think having an audience always takes it up a notch, which I actually prefer. Yes. And and I think you do too. And so we've done this once before in front of a a relatively large audience and it's always a blast. So, um, and it's the only, the the hard part though, I must say the hard part is that I want to engage with people in the audience. I have to realize that for everyone listening, in order to engage, we need to bring them up to this microphone here. So we're going to have some fun later. We will. We want to give everybody a chance. It's got questions towards the end of the podcast to come up and ask those questions to the both of us. Uh, We're going to have a lot of fun today. We're going to meet Lululemon Social Impact Partners. We're going to talk about chafing cream. We're going to talk about the best (laughs) shoes to wear when you're doing this 10K, which is coming up. We've got Name That Tune, as I said. Uh, a guest from your show is going to join us from yes. back in the day, Extreme Makeover, the Weight Loss Edition. We're going to welcome her in. A very special guest who is, by the way, going to be running the Lululemon 10K with us. Yes. And so I it's going to be... It's going to be a ton of fun. So, but the, we got a, we got a lot to cover today. That's yeah. for sure. She she's my spirit animal in this run because I I feel like Rachel and I are going to stick closely together, and that's what's going to make this okay. We're we're all going to stick closely together. Are and you sure? I feel like you're going to uh, no. take off. Our dad, our our <laughs> podcast manager, came in from San Diego today, and she's so fit, and she just got done running the marathon in San Francisco. And I'm like, you guys are going to smoke us. I know. But she promised that she's going to hang back with us. But the thing is. With the crew, as we're all moving through this thing together, that's where the party's going to be. So okay. we'll, we'll just keep it going. Everyone's gonna, and, and by the way, for anyone out there who wants to run the Lululemon 10K, you can check that out, the lululemon10ktour.com. And if you do join, and it's super cool because of all places in the world, it's happening right here in Scottsdale this year. It's a great little yeah. vibe. Man. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the course is incredible. It's just to the left. If you looked at it there, it's uh, just to the left of you. You can get the whole map of the course. Yeah. And where we're going, where we're going to be. Goes through Old Town Scottsdale. And there's going to, dude, they're going to have like cheering sections there and everything. And I'm going to need it. Yeah. And they're going to have like all, all kinds of uh, sponsors there handing out a bunch of free stuff. But it's going to be a party. 
And if you've never done a 5K or a 10K or anything like that, to do it, especially under a big umbrella like Lululemon, they're going to make it fun because that's what they're known for. I mean, like, you know how Lululemon got started, right? They were just, there was a, it was a yoga shop. Well, there's a long story behind it. There was a gentleman who was actually looking to make snowboarding pants and he came across the, uh, the Luan fabric and he started making these like amazing pants that made your butt look really good. By the way, I, I've got a whole story behind this because- I don't think a pair of pants that can make my butt look good, but I appreciate it. By the way, all, all the ladies out there, they're, they're, everyone's nodding and, and especially the guys are nodding too. They're like, yes, they do make your butt look really good. Yeah, yeah. So, but then they started doing these yoga classes out on the, on the sidewalk in Vancouver, Canada, and it just grew and grew and grew. And so here we are, Lululemon. How about International, that? yeah. Well, this is the store where everybody who signs up is going to come, and they're going to pick up all of their goodies, right, for the for the race. Their yes. runner bib, which is the shirt you're wearing right now. Uh, they're going to probably do some shopping with their runner bib, uh, bib discounts that they get. So it really, it's a, it's a well-operated machine, and I'm excited to be a part of it. Yeah, we got 7,500 runners signed up so far, and it's growing. So when I say this is going to be a party, guys, it's, it's going to be a party. So let's talk about this really quick because uh, we've been very vocal on the podcast that I'm really intimidated by the, t- the 10K. Uh, you're somebody who's done multiple races. I'm a little intimidated to run to the mailbox. So, you know, it is one of those things where I, I do. I've got a ton of anxiety over this race. I'm not a, somebody who's done long distances before. Um, I know we're going to visit with some people who are going to help us out in that yes. space. But how are you feeling about the race? Are you excited? Do you like running? Here's the thing. Okay, the boss told me everything I needed to hear. The moment I say, here's the thing, after a question like that, I never loved running, but the more I do it, the more I enjoy it. And especially running outside. There's just something. Yes, and especially with people. And I'll tell you straight up, I've, I've never, there's always been that feeling in my gut whenever I've signed up to do an event, and especially the first one. I promise you, the moment you've crossed that finish line, you're going to ask me one question. You're going to say, when's the next one? I promise you, and everyone out there who's done an event like this, you know the feeling when you cross the finish line, you immediately you're like, that was so amazing, what's next? And that has, and I'll tell you straight up, I've probably, <laughs> you're, you're laughing right now. I am dying inside because I wonder what the over-under on me asking that question is. I can look at my wife right now, what's the over-under on me asking that? It's probably- She's, she's shaking her head. 100% no, I'm not gonna say. Dude, just, I might, listen, but I'll stay open. Let's cross- I was going to say, let's cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's cross, cross that line when we get to it. Fair enough. And you're going to. And you know what, dude? You don't have to sprint the whole thing. I guarantee you, of the 7,500 people that are signed up right now, I, I'm going to put money on, on at least 30 to 40, maybe even 50%. This is going to be their very first event like this. Of first, their very first endurance event. Yes, yeah, so we're going to be out there with a bunch of other beginners. There's going to be some fast people, but you never, here's the best part. You never get to see them. Because they took off at the very start, and they're gone. They're, they, they're crossing the finish line when we're on our, on our 5K. Okay. Yeah, so. Well, you're somebody who has run across countries before. What's that story about? Well, so I have done two marathons in my life. And uh, so I actually I did the, uh, the Niagara Falls Marathon, where we actually ran from Niagara Falls to Buffalo, New York, and back to Niagara Falls. And so that was, that was a cool experience. It was actually it was, was that when they gorgeous. lit it up for Move One Million? That was even after... <laughs> What's with this Niagara Falls connection, right? Yeah. So yeah, that was that was another really cool thing where they've they adopted the city of Niagara Falls has actually adopted our nonprofit and they lit up the falls in gold. How fun! Yeah, to- totally separate events, but nevertheless. And when I was I would talk to the mayor Jim Diodati over the, in Niagara Falls, I was like, "Yeah, dude, I ran your marathon." He's like, "Oh, that's so cool!" But huh. it was it was a great event, and I'm telling you, dude, my body is 
I, I always said it's not made to go 26 miles. I mean, the, the most, I, I, you know, I've done a couple of half marathons and obviously a couple of marathons, but the thing is that, you know, after, after so long, it's, it's all the same. <laughs> it is. All right. I promise you, you're going to make it through. We're going to see how it goes. I yes. want to bring in our very first guest uh, to the podcast today. And uh, he's got kind of an interesting title with Lululemon. He's a Lululemon social impact partner. Uh, Stephen Baines is his name. And this dude... A uh, founded FIT. Just so intrigued by what you guys are doing in the community. FIT stands for fulfillment in training. So, so yeah, get that yeah, mic yeah, nice Stephen, and close Stephen, to you okay. and welcome to the podcast. Yeah, Stephen, welcome, how are you, man? I'm wonderful. So, thank you. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So how did you get roped in and how do you become a Lululemon social impact partner? Yeah, um, it truly is just creating connection. So that's what we do, right? So we use the, the relationship of human connection to as a foundational way to build relationships, but impact change in communities and social structures. So as we were doing different things in the community, Lululemon, it just kind of made sense, right? They're big about community, about empowerment, connection, and we do it on the nonprofit side. So when they reached out, uh, Katie, we all know she's wonderful. Yes. Um, and working with her was just great. So it just made sense. So as a social impact partner, our goal is to create awareness, one, about the 10K and get more people involved and, and to engage in it, but at the same time, continue to spread the message of it takes relationships to change the world. No matter what mm. you want to change, no matter what you want to impact, through relationship and connection, we can do that. Absolutely. Wait, would you mind telling us just a little bit about the origins of FIT? Because you were telling me the story just before the podcast, and I stopped you. I was like, man, this is, this is too good. We, we have to talk about this because you're doing a lot of good in the world. So could you tell us just about the origins of it? All? Yeah, no, thank you. Um, at the, first of all, it's an honor to even be in the place to, to be of service, right? And so for me, I grew up in an underserved community and um, bigger, stronger, faster was my thing. I thought sports was going to be my way out, right? Like a lot of people that come from that environment, you, you put your blinders on, you're like, this is my way out, this is my ticket. Well, I got injured early, <clears throat> right when I got in college mm. and I thought my life was over because I identified as an athlete. That's all I knew. Right. right. Like, what are you going to study for? I don't know. Talk to coach. Like, what do you like to eat? <laughs> I don't know. Whatever coach says I eat. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I was a smaller individual, so I had no room for error. So everything was built on how I performed. So when I lost that, um, I was blessed to have a wonderful grandmother. So uh, I live with my grandmother. She raised me. And so having her there, she, especially after this injury and had going through this catastrophic piece, she was like, you need, to you need to connect to something. So she was a big proponent on fitness. So she pushed it like, if you don't have this, you're going to find something else. And I would always talk about, she was like, let's start with pushups, start with squats in the house. Like literally I was doing therapy. So I had a, 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 a major knee surgery. So I was limited on what I could do even, but through that, it created the idea and the connection of fitness. And then I was Blessed. There was this place called The Q. It used to be a, a gym here. Yeah, yeah, I remember. It turned into 24-hour fitness. Yeah, but before that, it Didn't was fancy. Yes, <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so, I do remember The Q. Yeah, so I was, a, I was a trainer there. That was like my first real job. Uh, and like my first clients were Kevin Johnson, AC Green. So oh my it was gosh. amazing, right? Man, you just you jumped straight to the pros. That's what I said. Wow. And, then I, and then at that part, you kind of like there's the, the, the chase of success kind of is gone because mm. you've reached that part. And then Dave Wilder at that time was the vice president of Brewers. He was like, how about you come work with baseball players? I'm like, I can't lose right now. Yeah. I'm winning. <laughs> and so I, I love the, the, the space of athletics. And that's foundationally, I still call myself an athlete. Like fitness is important to me. Athletics, competition, that's what I, that I would say that is a part of who I am, my character, right? But 
outside of that, um, one day I was going home and someone that was dear to me, like my uncle was going through some things, right? And I see him on <clears throat> going through and I hear about his addiction. And that empowered me to be like, if there's a problem in society, I'm not going to complain about it. Let's go see how we can address it. So when I talked to my uncle, he talked about the limited resources and what, the, what help wasn't there. And that didn't make sense to me. So I started volunteering at the homeless shelter. And, and that's how I got into social work. So once I got into that space, I had a foundation of, of exercise science and, and grounding and like what it takes to just be a, a complete human. Right. And that's where we got fulfillment and training in. How do you like find fulfillment and training in these different areas? But through that, um, working at the homeless shelter, like connecting and figuring out like people just need to be cared about enough to feel empowered to do the next thing. Right. We all have these barriers and roadblocks. But if we feel like, oh, I can do that, we're willing to go through that challenge. And when we have a helping hand, it makes it so much easier. I say, like, there are so many people that know what to do. But they're not going to always do it for themselves. But we'll do it for our kids. We'll do it for our wives, our mothers. We'll do it for a friend. We'll do it for a coach. So we just need to be those people in the community for whoever needs it, right? And so from there, we just built. And so now we're into criminal justice reform or even uh, restorative justice, uh, health and wellness. So, Wait, what, what, what does that mean, criminal, criminal justice reform? Like, so, yeah. so what exactly do you guys do? Okay, so one of our things is uh, working with law enforcement. So we know, especially from... All the things that went on in society, the big disconnect between community and law enforcement, especially in oh, minority yeah. and underserved communities. Mm. But I didn't see that every day, right? And just because I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen other places. But I, how can I give other people my reality? So my relationship with government, I was like, how do I bring these people to this space? So I happen to be a coach at South Mountain High School, which is in the inner city of Phoenix. Um, and I would start bringing prosecutors and officers to the school to talk to the kids and be a part of the workouts. And we started developing that relationship. Um, through there, though, I would do diversion programs because of my job with the city. Um, I was a mental health liaison at one point where I would literally work with the courts and figure out what the needs are and the disconnects from arrest. We don't want to deal with, like, uh, just consistently arresting. You know, that revolving door gets ugly. But there's a reason, foundationally, why we're committing these crimes or someone's committing these crimes in the first place. So as we do that there, so that's what we do now. So um, with... Uh, 10PPD PD will work with this. A big part of it is we blessed with the Tempe school district is one of our partners along with the city of Tempe and the Tempe PD. But uh, so the athletic director at the school will pinpoint students that might be wayward or getting in trouble. So instead of them dealing with the like adjudication or dealing with the punitive side of it, let's, let's engage a therapeutic component. I've never met a kid that didn't want to be great, right? Never met a kid that didn't want to be rich and famous. So in that piece, we work with the kids, figure out what those needs are, work with the family. And that way, we don't even have to deal with the criminal justice system. We actually are building bridges, creating opportunity for individuals to be whole. Well, not even them. It's that environmental piece, right? So I can give you every resource in the book, but if you go home to a bad environment or even just to an environment where someone's working so hard they're not present, then you're going to make the same mistakes because you don't have no one to feed off of. So how do we now create those boundaries and support, not only for the individual, but for the family to be a support for that individual? And so now the city of Phoenix is, uh, we're working on a partnership with them. Uh, it's really excited. We just uh, literally going through the paperwork right now. So we're going to do a pilot um, in the East Lake community in Phoenix with the same thing um, with Phoenix PD and the housing, uh, city of Phoenix housing. So we'll work with all the housing um, department and kids who, are um, identified by law enforcement or housing people 
we will work with them and get them back on track. But foundationally using, once again, fitness as a tool to create connection. Because not only, they're not working out in their own little subgroups. We bring everyone together. So now we're creating relationship, community. We want people to feed off of each other. And so now once you start seeing other people that have opportunity, because sometimes you're just blinded by what you see. If all I see is this, what's around me is, is something negative in some communities. That's all I know. But once you start bringing lawyers and real estate people and other people to this group that can have another conversation and give insight, like, yeah, I come from a community just like yours and you can do this. These are the way like it gives inspiration. So that's one of the things is just creating those touch points. It's amazing because it is an information gap. I mean, I do. I was telling you before we started, I do a lot of work at the Durango Detention Center. And if there's one clear through line, it's an information gap. They don't have the information that other people have. And if you can close that gap, then you can prevent some of these things from happening. So let me ask you a question, man. In 2021, you become a partner with the Arizona Cardinals as a community impact partner. Then like, you know, a few months later, Lululemon proudly announces that you're going to be an impact partner for them. Where are you trying to go, man? How can we help you get there? Because I mean, yeah. it feels like you're climbing ladders. No, it's so once again, it is absolutely an honor and a blessing to even Think about whoever thought about going into social work to like be a so like a brand or impacts like personality ever. Like that was never the goal. So once again, I, I love the, the opportunity to even be in this space. But the next step is is literally how do we consistently create opportunities for people to compete in life? Like that's our foundational thing is how do we create a, a point to where wherever we go, we have the resources or opportunity to create a, a playing field where everyone feels like they can compete in life. And that's what I want. When I talk to the high school students, we just I just met with some kids the other day at a McClintock High School, and that was our conversation. And the parents were like, what's the goal? I was like, well, the goal, like addressing mental health and all these other things and physical fitness are foundationally important as a person. But I don't even care if you guys are great football players, because this is going to stop at a certain point, right? But I want you to compete at the best level in life. And I want you to have every resource. So if you can address some of these barriers, like if we can keep you out of trouble, we can get you to, have to, actually, to graduate, we can get you in a, a good state of positivity and mental health, then you can go and compete and figure out what you want to do. Because sometimes we talk about like the, the role gap so much that we don't think about how much we can do. And if we do address those things that we can and give someone an opportunity to compete, no one said it was gonna be fair, right? You've had barriers, you've had barriers, and we've all sat back and said, well, it was easier for that individual, but when no one came out and said life is gonna be equal or easy for no one. But if we understand that there's gonna be a battle and there's gonna be a piece that you have to, to push through, then yeah, let's let's show up to compete. And we just want to create that opportunity so you can compete in whatever that is for you in your life journey. Right? How does Lululemon yeah, help that. you get there? And so so Lululemon has been great because even as a, so as we grow, we're a grassroots nonprofit organization. So it gives us- uh, Which is code word for we have no funding, no money. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely volunteer based, everybody hustles. Yeah. yeah. No, it, absolutely. So that's, the, so that's the other part is right. because of our connections or people see me in other spaces, People just think we have tons of money. Like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Mm -hmm. like sure. we're begging for grants <laughs> to create impact. Half the team, I'm sorry, I'm gonna give y'all, I'm gonna feed y'all one day. Uh, <laughs> but like literally everyone has, understands the mission and the vision and sacrifice is a part of change, right? And we all understand that. Absolutely. A lot of parallels between yeah. what we're doing too. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah. If you wanna be great at anything, there's a level of sacrifice. So if we wanna be great in the community, we understand there's a sacrifice to have that impact. But Lululemon has given us a platform to make it one, 
to get to put us in so we can be seen by other spaces. So when we ask for for money or signing up for things, we have a solid foundation. Or if, if Lululemon will do it, then we can support you as well. Absolutely, so. yes. It's it's always wonderful to to uh, partner with a trusted brand, you know, this an international brand because yes. it, it brings a lot of clout, especially when it comes to someone saying, "Well, should I donate money to this to this cause?" But here's the thing, and this is the best part, you know, like just being a grassroots nonprofit five hundred one c three man. It's about service. It's about a mission. And the, and the mission's bigger than, you know, it takes money to run. But at the same time, that's, you want to surround yourself with those kind of people. And, I, and I've had a chance to meet a lot of your colleagues. And man, good people. You can tell that everyone's mind is in the right place. Their heart's in the right place. And you guys are doing great stuff in the community. You know, I heard you also say, it's like, you know, you're talking about just, you know, fulfillment and training and bringing out um, law enforcement, prosecutors, and then, you know, these teens in these underserved areas with this common denominator of fitness. They can all move together. And when people move together, we're going to experience this with the 10K. There's a lot of magic that happens. And yes. this is a bond. It's, I mean, and, and not to scare anyone off from training, but they're like, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's shared <laughs> suffering, right? But it's shared yeah, suffering when, when you guys are, you know, everyone's sweating together. Yeah, absolutely. doesn't care where you came. I don't care where you came from. You're doing push-ups still failure. Guess what? And when it's happening, there's that bond, right? that oxytocin release and everything. Yeah. No, it feels so, it's crazy. Like, so, you know how when you're with like-minded individuals or you can feed off the energy, you're talking, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it. So I literally, I created a behavioral impact cycle, which I call it. And in that cycle, there's a place of vulnerability that happens because of the stressor. The stressor is the exercise. Once you create that stressor and create that level of vulnerability, everyone has an opportunity to connect and grow. It's hard to grow without vulnerability. As long as you feel like you're better than someone or you have more than somebody, it's hard to hear from that person. It's hard to accept help from that person. But when we're all struggling, we just need help everybody's equal at that point. I just need you to get this bar off my chest. I don't care where you live, where you come from. I don't care who your cousin yes. is. Nothing yes. that. Get this off me. Yes. And when you get it off me, I'm happy I'm alive. I'm going to give you a hug and be like, we did that, yes. right? You are my brother We now. are now teammates. Yes. Let me ask you a question. Are yeah, you planning on running this uh, 10K as well? See, so my team. There it is. The word is <laughs> he says my team. Listen, Somebody got to work the booth. Stephen, I'm with Stefan now. I'm with Stefan now from now on. See? Oh, man. So well, I, did, I did just dislocate my kneecap, so oh, that's my cop no. out. Okay. So, oh, that's so, legit. I just got the brace off. I still got like some of the, the marks from the brace. Play but, hurt, yeah. not injured, right? I, I'll, I'll hurt, vouch for him. I can I see it. the marks. Yeah. I'll vouch for him. So, no, but it, it is a great opportunity. And, and, then, and then on top of that, like we talk about you, like what's the next goal? And so as we talk about touch points, so one of the big things that really happened for us recently is we just partnered with ASU School of Social Work, right? Congratulations. So thank you. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing because now we have all this founded research and information. And one of our main focus is address, we're working on um, sexual exploitation, sex trafficking, right? And it sounds ugly. It's a huge Man. problem, especially here in Arizona. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And so to be like, blessed with the task of like impacting safety and lives has been amazing. So we are working with the ASU's program. We created this thing, this um, offset program with them as a partnership. We call it Kate. So it's community against trafficking and exploitation, right? And our goal literally is to create awareness and then create programming to work with youth and kids so that everyone is aware of these things going on, but then giving resources. Cause I can tell you there's problems all day, but like my problem is when people talk about issues where we don't know how to address them and fix them. Right. So that's been a huge piece. So with our platform, the goal is 
finding these social issues that are huge that people shy away from because they're too ugly, it's not cute, or it might limit funding, right? Some people don't want to talk about sex trafficking. Just like homelessness, until it became a sexy topic, no one wanted to deal with homeless, right? Mm. So we have the opportunity to be like, if this is an issue that's worth talking about for us, if we care about it enough to, to talk about it, we can go do something about it. And so that's the, the blessing of having our own organization and having these wonderful partners because they support our vision and our mission because they know we only mean good, right? So yeah, last absolutely. question. As a, a social impact partner for Lululemon, are you allowed to walk into any Lululemon store in the world and grab whatever you want? And then is there a pass <laughs> that you show them at the cash <laughs> register and then that's the end of it? No, no. We do get great uh, pricing nice. opportunities. I just paid full price for my shoes so y'all know. <laughs> Oh, I man. just paid my, my flops right now. I, I was going to ask you, I see a pair of shorts over there I really like, and I was going to hand them to you and see if you could <laughs> yeah, buy them yeah, for yeah. me. But. He's the ambassador. He should be able to right. get this thing exactly. done. All right. We love to have fun with our guests towards yes. the end. As we wind down, we're going to play Name That Tune, Would You Rather, and then I'm going to ask you a hard-hitting question. Okay? okay. So first up, Name That Tune is uh, based on the fact that Music is pretty much mandatory for every workout almost anybody does. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yes? Music moves. Yeah. No headphones. I go home. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I'm going to give you, I don't know if you ever played Hurdle, but I'm going to give you the opening, like, three seconds to a song, and okay. then you got to give me title and artist. Okay. Are you ready? You got this. Uh, yeah. Chris can help you. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. He we is not this. privy to I'll, I'll be I in this with you, okay? okay. All right. Here is the opening three seconds to the song. Just gonna stand there and watch me He's already singing it. You I know. Gotta yeah, get does this. he know I the title and art? <laughs> no, I just know the song. What? I don't. I, we, we can sing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just gonna <laughs> stop. <laughs> that's all I got. The way my voice set yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's better than me, bro. I'm telling you, way better than me. Rihanna, Eminem. Eminem, Eminem. Oh, I love the way you lie. It's pretty good. Yeah, Such yeah. a good song. Yeah. I should have known that. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good, brother. <laughs> all right, Chris. You got a... Uh, would you rather question for him? As a matter of fact, I do. Yes. Right, okay. This is good. So this is, good. this is where we learn the most about people. Okay. This is a, this, you know what? All the social work you're doing is fine, but this is what really matters. And this is a good one. This is a deep question here. Okay. Would you rather be alive in the past or in the future? <sighs> Man, I wish I would have had this in advance. And why? No, we don't give it to you in advance for good reason. <laughs> okay. <sighs> I would say I would have to say the past um, one why I wouldn't do the future can I start with that yes because I just don't know what's going on I don't know what's going to happen I don't, based on like where we are as a society I don't know what's going to happen what's going to go on I don't know if it's whatever but I do know that I could truly make an impact and find purpose in the past, right? Mm. And that's, for me, uh, every day I wake up with, like, what's my goal for the day? And I know that I could wake up and have something to attack every day back then. Okay. I appreciate that. Fair enough. Yeah, All right. I well, like that. The, the, the question that we'll uh, ask you as you wrap up today is, uh, you talk a lot about keeping promises. What's the value of keeping promises for yourself? And your, your, what's your answer to that question? Oh, no, that's that's huge. So uh, me and uh, Jabari, our training director, y'all can't see him. He's amazing. Uh, uh, literally yesterday, we talked about that. So I fitness has been an amazing tool for my life. And I'm going to talk like overall health. So I, was, I promised to myself that I would be committed to making sure that I was the best version of myself. So through having that con connected promise, I've been able to achieve a lot. And I've been so blessed in my life's journey. And then 
once I started getting distracted from my promise to myself, because I was so focused on business and how I can help others, right? You start losing some of that, some of the energy that you need. You start not, mental clarity isn't the same, right? So now, like I'm readjusting my diet and I told Jabari yesterday, I was like, I need to get obsessed with who I, loving myself into that commitment of I want to be the best version of myself every day. So I can't give myself any passes. Like I know today I might not want to go do this exercise or I might not want to go meditate, but it's imperative that I do it so I can be the best version of myself so that I can continue to give like I give. And I feel that. Absolutely. Yes. Me? That's what it's all about. Stefan, yeah. thank you so much, man. Stephen, thank you. Man. Coming on our podcast thank today. You. We appreciate you so much, I man. appreciate you. Yes. All right. And thank I'll you. see you at the race. You can yes. cheer us on. Yes. I got you. I got a tambourine and everything for you. <laughs> my man. My man. I am 100% uh, ready. Thank you so much. Man. They're, cool? They are doing so much good in the community. Yes. I absolutely. Fulfillment in training. And you love that there's people out there that are doing that work. I am yeah. sure they're changing. They are changing. They're changing the culture, that's which it, is that's man. what and not, not just not just the overall culture, but they're trying. They're going into the homes and they're trying to change the culture of the home, which is where that's the root of it. Yeah. And that's where we can make the biggest difference. I, I love what they're doing and I can't support them enough. All right. So listen, yeah. we're live at Lululemon today. If you, uh, uh, for some reason, jumped into the podcast midway and we're here in support of the 10K tour, which is coming up November 12th, right here in Scottsdale. It's a really unique race. Uh, 6.2 miles. Is, yeah. that the, is that how far? 6.2 miles of shared suffering. We were just talking about this in the, the oxytocin rallies, man. When, when we're out there, buddy, we're, we're all in it together. When I get, when I'm excited, now that I'm excited for this, race and I'm nervous, but I'm excited. I'm going to try it out. Right. One of the things that I think and I talk a lot about is gear. I'm gear obsessed. And so now yes. Lululemon has been kind enough to give us this, this wonderful running shirt. Yeah. You look Man. way better in it than I do because you have more <laughs> muscles uh, and some and some perfect shorts. Are you a liners in the shorts guy or do you not wear the liners? I, I, I'm an undies kind of guy. So I, I went without the liner. Did you go with the liner? I'm full liner because it's just easier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I so, like the liner. So, so you're no one. You're, you're commando. That's exactly right. Thank you for giving the visual to everybody. But yeah, I know. Hold I on. Think- How are we doing right now, by the way? <laughs> oh Every, I, I think everyone's mind might have just gone there. Sorry. <laughs> but, to me, the liner are the undies. You didn't answer the question. What? I'm in undies right now. Okay. 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 Come on. Um, for this 10K, one thing that'll be different for you this time around is there won't be any great white sharks or famous musicians. <laughs> That are going to be oh, on man. this road with you. Uh, that's a real thing for Chris Powell. Once upon a time, what is the story with the great white shark and the Iron Man? All right. So season four of Extreme, when I was uh, hosting the show, I went out to, I went down to New Zealand with Brandy, uh, who I'd been working with over the course of a year. And her challenge was to, was to do a half Iron Man. Now, I'm not going to lie. I was terrified for this one because a half Iron Man is no joke. It's a one mile run. It's a 56 mile ride and then a half marathon. And so we went down to Auckland, New Zealand. And um, so we ended up, we were there a few days in advance, prep for the, for the race and everything. But we ended up doing the whole thing with, uh, there's a country band called Sugarland. I don't know yeah. if you guys are familiar my with Sugarland. I see a lot of people nodding out there. She loves Sugarland so much. So they're amazing. They're actually a big part of the show, of Brandy's episode. And then the, the, one of the guitarists, Thad Beatty is his name. Great dude. He's a hardcore 
athlete, like a triathlete. Really? Yeah. So he did the Kona Ironman and everything multiple times. So he was actually part of, part of Brandy's training program and mine. He helped me out. So we all went down to New Zealand together and, uh, man, we, we did it. We jumped in the water. We, uh, we swam a mile. We, I'm not going to lie, man, about 38 miles into the, into the bike ride. I was like, kind of over this. Really? <laughs> my, my butt the hurt. Bike ride is a part I would enjoy. <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed it until my butt hurt so bad. I, I didn't get enough saddle time. And if you, for those of you who know, if you haven't been, it's, if, it's you raw. Haven't, if you haven't spent much time on a bike and you jump on there and you, you crank for it's 38, raw. 39, 56 miles is what I did. Dude, I, I walked like a cowboy for about, <laughs> about, for about three days after that. I did a bike ride one time called the MS-150 where you ride 100 miles the first day and 50 miles the second day. Oh, bro, so you're no stranger to endurance. No, no. You got this. But the, the, you, what you're saying is so accurate. Like the, <laughs> right. I remember the second day after the first 100 miles, which took me almost nine hours to get through, but I remember that second day waking up and your butt hurts in such a way oh. you've never felt before. Oh, yeah. And you actually stand until it hurts more to stand than it does to sit down, and <laughs> yes. then that's what when you start trading. That's off, exactly what right? you do. Yes. You stand up on the pedals out of control, oh, man. What about running? Uh, do we need, let's talk gear for a second. Do we need things like chafing cream? Do we need things like the right socks? Bro, where, where are we there? You don't realize how much you need chafing cream until you need chafing cream. Uh-huh. <laughs> and for the, for those of you, I see a handful of other nods out there. Yes. It's, I, it's an absolute must. I, I say anytime you're going to be doing over maybe about a 5k or so chafing cream comes in really handy. And for those of you who don't know, it's just like a lubricant that you're going to put on the insides of your thighs or under your armpits, basically anywhere your skin's rubbing yes. either against itself or against your clothing. I mean, we're talking another thing that could really help is, you know, band-aids over the nipples. I, I was just going to say, I was yes. going to be super vulnerable and say, yes. I have to put it on my nipples <laughs> because they get so raw after I'm, a big run. Oh my gosh. I'm getting a couple thank yous out there yes. for, for the, again, those for of men, you who know, it's really cool. Yes. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, you don't realize how bad you need it until you need uh-huh. it. And I would, you know, when you're in that place, you would spend $100 on a Band-Aid <laughs> when, when, when you need that for the nipples. So, man, yeah, so getting the right gear is going to be key. Another thing that's uh, super handy is compression gear, like getting some good mm. compression socks or some com- some compression shorts, especially, if it's, you know, sometimes if you have a little bit of extra loose skin, it's just, it's a good thing to invest in. You know who makes really good compression gear? Who? Lululemon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. Of course. This is it's actually really good. And I have it here on the table, but um, I, I did a Google search a couple of days ago and I was like, all right, well, because I have to buy new running shoes for the 10K because yeah. I don't own a pair of running shoes. I'm like, well, what am I going to buy? And so you, you do a little uh, search and what you come up with is that this shoe right here in my hand, which is called the Bliss Feel 2 from Lululemon, has actually been voted the best women's running shoe. Wow. Which and, is fairly impressive. And, and guys, we are completely out of, like, it's, and it's, that is uh, not just a coincidence. Ma'am, we're going to need you to pay for that. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you so Uh-oh. much. This is that kind of store. It's uh, cash for the product. <laughs> I don't know if our audience could hear that, but the alarm just went off as she was walking. Out. Yeah, so no. I, I was impressed by that because Lululemon has not been making shoes as long as you know some of the other folks. No, they just started a few years back, and I remember when I first walked into a Lulu store when they had shoes. They actually they, they look really good. I couldn't find any for men. I think they are doing men's shoes now, though. Also, yeah, I'm getting nods around here. Yeah, but I, I tell you what, their shoes are awesome, and it's it's cool that they actually made the list. 
Yep. Which is super, super awesome. Well, so it's called the, the Bliss Feel 2 is what Bliss they call Field it. Bliss Feel 2. Yeah. Yes. I, I want to bring in our next guest. It's a guy named Jason Harris uh, who's standing by. And uh, Jason got here earlier. He's the current Lululemon ambassador right here at the Scottsdale Fashion Square store, which we have to ask how you get that gig. And then he owns his own gym down the street that's going to be doing a 10K training takeover the following week. So this morning you were at Body doing your thing there. Uh, Jason... Former uh, Marine has a fitness joint called, I'm going to just meet that while you get that going, uh, called Anarchy Fitness. And so first up, Jason uh, Harris, welcome to the I Needed That Podcast. How are you, man? Uh, thank, you, thank, you, thank you. Thank you for having me. So let's describe the man first. We're very tall. We're very lean. We're very tatted up. We've got a leg sleeve and two arm sleeves. When did the tattoo journey start for you? Um, I started on my arm when I was 17. Okay. Uh, I did my first sleeve at 18. My second sleeve at 19. I'm actually just currently finishing my tribute to America. Oh, wow. On my left leg. Oh, yeah, dude. The ink goes all the way down his leg. I, I, can, I can see it from here. Yeah, that's amazing. Wait, hold on. Don't you have to be 18 to get a tattoo or you get your parents' permission? I can be very persuasive at, uh, at some points in life. <laughs> I, I can uh, tell, yeah. And at 17, I just I had that something where this guy didn't care. Did, <laughs> did, did you just give him the, the stare in the eye and be like... Just give me the tattoo. Uh, I kind of gave him the importance. Uh, it's, I grew up in martial arts, so this was kind of like a, a rite of passage once you achieved a certain mark in Japanese martial arts. Everyone in our organization had Bushido tattooed on them, which means the way of the warrior. Uh, so that was like my convincing uh, term to this guy. And he was like, hey, I'll do it as long as your parents don't come after me. And Sure enough. <laughs> right? As long as you don't come after me. Alive, that's that's so what I'd be thinking. Good. Are you going to be running the 10K as well? I will be 100% running the 10K. Nice, nice. Uh, yes. We'll all be out there together. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, he's got a lot of letters behind his name. Just real quick, going back to his physical stature, um, you noticed the height, the muscles, the tattoos. You know what I noticed? It was the very first thing that we actually talked about, his ears. He's got a little bit of cauliflower ear going on. And that's, a, that's always the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, man, this guy's tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I at 14, uh, actually got my first altercation at school and, uh, like just you so hit somebody, uh, I was, I've attacked. never been in a fist fight in my life. No, so I'm always I, fascinated I'm, by this. I'm very, uh, defensive. Uh, so I was just defending myself. Uh -huh. My mother was like, Oh, would you be interested in like going and learning how to work out? And I was like, sure. And she had told my new trainer that I'd just been in a scuffle. He was on the Arizona boxing team. So he's like, Hey, you want a box? So I fell in love with boxing that turned me into a company or organization called Marrero's Combat Academy. Uh, the owner of that used to be a retired uh, gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps who actually created the close quarter battle drills for the Marine Corps. And then that got me hooked. Um, I still practice jujitsu at Kiko France BJJ. If you're looking for a spot right down the street, kids program, wow. adult program. Very it's cool. not a plug, but it's a plug. <laughs> right. uh, That's exactly the definition of a plug, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm here for it. That's so, so you found fitness when you were 14? I, I grew up in sports. So I've been, I played soccer since I was five. Uh, you look like a hockey, soccer athlete, actually. Cross, yeah. basketball. Uh, and then when I found martial arts, I pretty much, not to get too deep in the weeds, even dropped out of high school. I'm just like, I'm training all day, every day. I pretty much lived at my academy. Uh, until I was convinced to go back to school and graduate. But as intimidating as Jason looks, his eyes are really kind. Oh, and, yeah. and, 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 and I could tell literally right off, right off the bat from the handshake, I was like, oh man, he, he's just a nice guy. So until, 
<laughs> exactly right. It's like Jordan Peterson says: every man should have the ability to be dangerous. To be yes, dangerous, yes. But with absolutely. that, you also learn to harness that and turn into a protector. That's it. Yes. Rather than a savage, and, yeah. and that's that's the goal. So this 10K is coming up. The Lululemon 10K is coming up, and we're in a good position with Jason to have this conversation about couch to 10K. That's a lot. That you kind of came up with this, Chris, and so yes. I'll let you lead the discussion. But you, you, we have a good opportunity to get some tips from people who are going to be like me, going from a couch to a 10K. Yeah, you know, and in all these endurance events, so many people from 5Ks, 10Ks, half marathons. I mean, a lot of the people that are just signing up, this is their very first event and they're coming from the couch or just minimal activity. You've been in fitness for a long time, man. You got a lot of letters behind your name. Right? And so, and I think you also own Anarchy Fitness. I do. So what are just a few tips that you would give anyone who's gone from sedentary or very light fitness into this is their first 10K. It's coming up November 12th. I mean, and they're probably freaking out. What are some tips you would give There's on, no on problem, how, how someone could get there? There's no problem. <laughs> right? We're six weeks away. So what are some things that they should, that they could and should do in order to prepare, to prepare themselves? The biggest thing that we need to focus on first is our mentality. So fight your own fight. Don't worry about, hey, what my friends are going to run in their 10K. Or when you sign up, what my mile marker is. Really create the relativeness to what this means to you. Uh, and I know Fit talked about it and you guys talked about like, hey, like bringing on challenges, accepting those challenges and then succeeding and moving forward. That's the same thing for the 10K. No one says this is a 10K sprint, 10K run. Uh, for you, the relative might be, hey, you might walk the first mile and then you know what? Hey, let's jog the second mile. Then we're going to walk and jog. That might be what that race is for you. And everyone needs to understand that's okay. Like that's the whole thing about Lululemon diversity, inclusion, bringing everybody together to accomplish the exact same goal. We might just go about that path a little bit differently. Uh, and I encourage everyone in our gym, we have 17 year olds to 75 year olds that come in and our whole gym is set up as it's a suffer based gym. Like we come through and we fight battle together in teams. We surround ourselves with the community to get to the greater good. And I believe you guys talked about it. You guys are going to have uh, your own little organization or little group that's going to be running together. If this is your first 10K or first 5K, first walk that you have, maybe post kneecap surgery, might get some uh, roller blades out there or something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a good Surround idea. Surround like yourself with other people that are going to inspire you to continue to fight. One step at a time, one mile at a time, one marker at a time, one cheering section at a time. You can do this. You just have to want it. Man, I love that. What about uh, folks who are in a pretty good position, feeling good about the race? Running is something that's a part of their repertoire, but maybe they've never run this far before. What? So that's kind of like the middle ground. So if they care about their actual like statistical performance, like, hey, I want to average X, and they're starting now, they need to be focusing on speed. So time on foot's not really going to matter at six, seven miles. When we get to the half marathons and marathons, that's when your actual body structure, your knees, your ankles start to wear. Our bodies are machines. We can put these things through hell and high water and they'll continue to move. It's what's driving that body in terms of our mindset and our brain, which is our limiting factor. So for our good runners or maybe the runners that have done 5Ks, have done uh, you know, smaller races, really focus on your pace and on your speed. Don't go out of the gate 1,000 miles an hour and then at mile three, you kind of cap off, you're needing to get all the juice and you're stopping. Start slow and kind of build that speed as you kind of create a little bit of leg worth down that path. 
Sound like a pro. <laughs> Sounds I, like you've done that before. I don't like running, but I like <laughs> challenge myself. So I have done triathlons and yeah. marathons and stuff like that. Let me ask you a question, Chris. When yeah. it comes to strength training for running, what are some good things for people to, to be doing in the gym that's going to help their performance at the run? You know, and, and help me out here, Jason, but like uh, I, I would say to build up that anaerobic threshold, believe it or not, it's, it's one of those things that a lot of people, they don't think about, especially endurance athletes. Explain anaerobic that, to people that don't know it. So anaerobic is when the body's no longer using oxygen for fuel. So it's tapping into, um, let's just put it this way. Say you're, you're running at a, at, a, at a pace at which your legs start to burn. You're now, you're reaching that anaerobic threshold. It's the, it's the, it's the, the point at which you can no longer sustain, like maintain a sustainable pace and those legs start to burn. That burn starts to build up. And before you know it, now you're in an oxygen debt and you feel like you almost have to slow down to catch your breath. So that's, there's a lot of different ways to find, but there, there, everyone has an anaerobic threshold. And so to be able to actually throw a little bit of weight as far as resistance training goes, doing something that would be, I would say, probably biomechanically similar to running. Maybe it's lunges or something like that, where you're going to be building up a good burn in that leg through plenty of repetition and then clearing it with short rest, rest periods, hitting it again. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but that's usually what I would typically want to do in order to try to build it up. How about you, Jason? Yeah, 100 percent So think about the difference of anaerobic capacity to aerobic capacity of sustainability. So anaerobic capacity, typically it can't sustain outside of 90 seconds. So it's that shorter sprint followed by an active rest component. So when we talk about training, maybe you're running a hundred meter sprint, then you're going to walk or jog 200 meters and then repeat that until you achieve uh, your, your distance. Maybe that might be a thousand meters uh, where you talk about your aerobic capacity is something that's very sustainable, something that you could walk for a long distance, or you already know that you can maintain a 10 minute mile pace for three or four miles. Uh, they work together. However, the only way to increase your aerobic capacity, your sustainable speed is to increase your anaerobic capacity, your unsustainable speed. So when we talk about moving faster, you have to be able to move faster before you can sustained speed over distance. I like that. The whole concept, like 90 second sprints, short rest period, 90 second sprints. But an active but, recovery, not a slow recovery, an active yeah, recovery. Not a stop. It, yeah. But it could be a slow walk. It could be a lot of people in the gym will do very slow, like jumping jacks or whatever's relative to their, their fitness level. Or if you have access to a track, run the straightaways, walk the corners. Or if you're just like on city blocks, run a block, walk a block, run a block, walk a block. But boy, you can feel, you'll feel that, that burn build up real fast when it you're, when doesn't you're take in a lot. Well, and this 10K <laughs> is going to be kind of the perfect place to almost do that run walk thing that you were talking about because the, 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 the tour kind of goes through Old Town Scottsdale. There's a lot of cool components to it, right? The cheering sections and all the things that they have planned. And so, yeah, I like the this race because for me it doesn't feel like I'm jumping into a situation where I'm trying to run six minute miles and be the guy that finishes this thing and I don't know what's a good time for a 10k uh sub hour an hour yeah right. I, I was gonna that 100 yeah I was like, as long as you've done it I'm gonna prep the I needed that team right now we should run <laughs> yeah. two hours two hours should be our goal yep now you, you can run with us we're gonna get a group together we're gonna be vested uh, we'll have American flags. We're going to make it a party rather than a race. Vested like oh, you're cool. into it or vested like you're going to put weight on your uh, body? We're going we're gonna to wear a, a kit, so a uh, 20-pound vest. Oh, wow. Nice. We're going to fly our colors. Uh, we're going to make this about suffering together rather than an uh, individual thing. 
So if, if they got 20 pounds on them, then uh, we might be able to catch up to them. Yeah. <laughs> we'll uh, see. You guys will be good. We'll be right there with you. We'll, we'll find you and we'll all party together. There you go. And everybody else who's listening is invited. That's what it's about. All right. Yes, I love it. Oh, before we get to name that tune, would you rather? Final question is then, now let's talk to that elite audience. That elite audience is going to show up to this Lululemon 10K tour that we're talking about. And like you said, Chris, they're going to be out of the gate. You don't see them. in less than 45 minutes or you, something like that. You don't feel bad about yourself because you never see them in the <laughs> first place. Yeah, exactly. But what, what is that? person need to be thinking about as they jump into this race if they're really looking to perform they need to worry about their pre-race like conditions and habits their ability to control their pace during the race and then their post-race a lot of that's going to look at as mobilizing as we run faster we need to make sure that our joints are lubricated they're mobilized in terms of flexibility in terms of their rotation in terms of their running uh, so that's going to be huge for being able to keep that pace and that speed healthy through that whole 6.4 miles. Um, and there are a lot of different ways to skin a cat, most elite athletes in terms of runners, rowers, swimmers, you come out and set that solid pace, almost that first two miles as your warm up, And then you really kind of launch on and you, and you take that home on those last two miles. Uh, cause it is truly all about speed. Okay. Any, any final thoughts or I, questions? I, I was going to ask if you're taking notes on that one right there. I am there. taking notes. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I'm, I'm on the pre-side, and so I, I think, you know, and Chris has kind of said the same thing. We'll, we'll run some, we'll walk some, we'll run some, we'll walk some, and then we're going to get through it. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Uh, where's your music knowledge? How are you in the tunes category? Um... Man, I'm not very, I'm not, I'm not very uh, good. I love country. So if you put some country, I might know. <laughs> uh, Do you have any country you queued up? I'm not or sure that old I Old school hip hop I'm good with. Okay. 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 All right, all yeah. Right. I'm a, I'm a 90s hip hop guy. Okay. Oh, well, I can then, appreciate that. Then I think you're going to lock on this one. You ready? Right, okay. I'll give let's, the opening few seconds to the song. And if you can give me title and artist, you get a little something. Dirt off your shoulder, Jay-Z. Is it? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Best song Smashed maybe it. ever. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Hold on. There you go. There you go. You're good. No, I, this is Lou Lemon. It's clean. So. It's clean as heck, man. Um, all right. Now, would you rather? What are you going to ask him? All right. Here we go. This is a fun one. Just because this is a fun we, one. We've got uh, we're, the, we're in the fall season. We got Thanksgiving coming up. So uh, question. Would you rather eat a whole pumpkin pie or drink the gravy boat? Uh, 100% pumpkin pie. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Can, can you smash an I entire pumpkin pie? A pumpkin pie, pecan pie. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big eater at heart. <laughs> now so, you're talking. When you said pecan pie, now you got me. Could you eat the whole pie or would I could you drink eat, the, I, gobi, the gravy boat? I could, if, if it's a pecan pie, I would smash it. Give me yeah. two of those. For sure, yes. Why do I feel like I might be the only one in the Lululemon store here in Scottsdale Fashion Square that might drink the gravy boat? <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> okay. You got, I'm going to drink you, the you gravy got one more boat. here. Like a, especially if it's a good turkey gravy. Every, everyone else for the pumpkin pie, pecan pie. Yes, yeah, thank yeah, you. Everybody else thank is you. smashing pies. Um, final uh, question for you, Jason, about keeping promises. Yes. What, what does keeping promises mean to you and how is that how has that affected your life so for me it's it's kind of twofold commitment has been embedded as a core value pretty much since i was 18 years old that's like your number one thing in the infantry in the service is you have to be committed to your brothers and sisters to your left to your right the teams to your left to your right uh because unfortunately their lives depend on it uh so the lack of those promises the lack of that commitment means that those individuals aren't making it home. Their parents are having to bury one of their kids, which is no, nothing anyone wants to see. 
Uh, and I put that even more importantly now that I'm a father, keeping my promises to going to soccer games, to going to recitals, to being there and showing up, maybe even after a hard day of work, no matter what, what you say, and, and it's kind of how I grew up, like your word is your bond. If I say I'm going to do something, no matter what, I'm going to do everything in my power to do it. Regardless if I'm putting my own uh, wellness aside, if I tell you I'm going to do something, like that to me is it's almost above anything else. Awesome. Do you have man. any great stories from being a Lululemon ambassador? <laughs> well, I've got a really interesting story, actually. So, um, you know, the, the moment you, you become an ambassador, they do a little photo shoot with you, right? And then you got your poster up in the store. Do yeah. they still do that? I, yeah, oh, I see yeah. it right there. Okay. The one so, smiling photo. Yes. Put up. Oh, I man. love it. So, so they actually gave me my, my picture. It was, it was on the wall for a while. And I didn't know what to do with it and everything. And I had the sweetest nanny back in the day. And her name was Alicia. And she's about, I don't know, late 50s, early 60s. And, and, and she had the, the sweetest husband also. And so um, she helped you know, raise, raise our kids and everything. And I wasn't sure what to do with it. And, and she was like, oh, I would love to have that picture. And it was a picture of me. Like I was like climbing Camelback Mountain. I looked like a tiger. <laughs> and, and I was like looking up at the summit and everything. And I was like, okay. So I, I gave it to her and I, I didn't see it for a couple of years. And uh, I went over to her house one day to pick up some sopita because she makes like the most delicious little sopita for, for the kids. And they wanted some. And uh, so I was in the house and Angel's like, her husband, Angel comes out. He's in his sixties. And he's like, Hey, Chris, what's going on, man? He's like, Oh, let me grab something for you. And he, so he says, oh, oh, come on back here. So I, I walked in the bedroom and it was actually sitting right up above their bed. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> the, the picture, the Lululemon ambassador picture, it's still there. It's still there. And, and I didn't say anything because it was one of, those mo- one of those moments, but it's still alive and well. We're talking after like 15 years. It's still there. Yeah. That is so. <laughs> absolutely incredible. True story. And so I, I did, again, I didn't say anything. I just kind of turned around and walked out. And, uh, but hey. I wonder how the conversation would have gone if the husband had come home and been like, you know, listen, I want to put this picture up above our bed. This right. beautiful woman. She's scaling camelback. And- like, like a tiger. <laughs> so, wow. Anyway. Good yes. for you, man. Yeah. Inspiration so, all around the world, Chris. My ambassador, the, the poster is still alive and well. Yes. <laughs> so. I love that. Jason, thank you so much for Thank you, my man. Well, thank you, guys, dude. Hey, it. listen, if, if you haven't signed up for the 10K tour, we invite everybody to do that right now. It's going to be in Old Town Scottsdale, the local arts scene. They're going to partner with the uh, Canal Convergence 2023 exhibit, The Power of Play. There's opportunities to connect with all of these different ambassadors. There's a post-race party. And if you want to train like I am training to get used to this whole thing and get it off the ground, uh, the training plan is being hosted on the Lululemon Studio app. So we invite everybody to check that out so that you can participate and get ready. I haven't even yes, asked sir. you, Chris, are you doing anything to train for this or is kind of what you do enough? Well, I do. I do two weekly runs anyway, and, yeah, and, right. and each one's a 5K. And so I'm, I'm not doing more than a 5K to prep for this. And I just go out in the desert and sometimes I'll run walk or sometimes I'll just jog the entire thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to kind of keep my regimen as it is and then join you guys and just have a blast. All right. So 
Yeah, sorry. It's super boring, man. It's well, it's not sexy. You just got to, like you said, you just kind of got to do the work. That's just it. All right. Um, We got a question from our Instagram, from the I Needed That podcast Instagram handle that I want to ask you in just one second. I want to bring in our third and final guest uh, for today's podcast. And um, she's somebody who's been on Extreme Makeover, the weight loss edition in episode number five. She was the very first transformation story that we shared here on the I Needed That podcast. It is, of course, none other than your good friend, Rachel. What's up, Rachel? Hey, guys. Rachel Paul. What's up? What's up? What's up? Yay. How are you feeling about all this stuff? I'm excited. I've been talking to everybody about doing the 10K. I'm a little, I am nervous. I'm in the same boat as Matthew. I'm not a runner. I mean, I I feel like I'm in better shape than I've been in a while, but running is is another whole other monster. Well, you're definitely in better shape than now than you have been in a while. It's, I mean, uh, and so we, of course we had you on a couple months back, but your journey has continued. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about that? Yeah. I was thinking about this. I think we recorded about five months ago and I, I look oh because I do, I do track my weight. I've lost about 30 more pounds since then, but awesome. which, yeah, which is great. Thank you. Yeah. But I will also from, say from, well, from your uh, highest, my I've, highest, I've down 145 pounds. So that's yeah, just yeah. so everybody knows it's, it is doable. And that is after falling flat on my face, after being on a weight loss TV show and gaining 200 pounds after losing 145 pounds on the show. I mean, I could have said, oh my gosh, I'm the worst failure ever. And I did many times, but then, you know, one day at a time, I'm just getting it back off little by little. Keeping promises. That's- keeping promises. And I was telling Chris, you know, 30 pounds in five months, to me, it seems a little slow considering the pace at the beginning. When you have a lot to lose, it comes off fast. So it's like, I have to trust that I'm not going to feel like a winner every day. I'm not going to see the scale move. Some days it doesn't move for seven days in a row. And I'm like, what is going wrong? And I I have to remind myself, just be consistent, keep the promises, trust the process, you know, all these things, like just keep doing it. and, And eventually the needle will move. You know, or at least I know I'm getting stronger. Maybe I'm gaining muscle. I'm, I know I'm more muscly than I've ever been. And that weighs, that weighs pounds. So if I'm, you know, I got to know that I'm feeling better and that's what I need to use as the measurement. But there's a huge difference between the way you're doing it now and what you've done before. You know how to lose weight fast. If you wanted to peel off 30 pounds fast, you could do it. Yeah. But that doesn't work. It didn't and it never will. Yeah. Your approach now is very different. Yeah. And it's, I, I personally feel like it's far more sustainable, but that really is up to you whether or not it's sustainable. But I know in our, even in our conversations, you certainly feel a lot more flexibility now than ever before. Right. And you know, when you're on a TV show, you are trying to produce numbers for the cameras and the network and the executives. So you're trying, you know, you do those things like cutting water and sauning and, eating 500 calories in a day, and maybe the scale does go down, but then it's not a long, long lasting. What's your feedback been since coming on the podcast? Have you had a lot oh, wow. of folks come to you and, and connect yeah. with your story? It, it's been great, and I, and I wanna thank everybody for all the DMs and all the outreach, and I think how many times people said, oh my gosh, I relate, or they tell me a story that matches something like I've been through, and I wanna remind everybody, like, you're not alone. Every time I hear that, I think, I thought I was alone and you thought you were alone and then we found each other. And then how many other people found that too? And so we're only as sick as our secrets. It's one of the favorite things I heard in AA. And it's like, as soon as you tell somebody your truth or what you feel is like you're most ashamed about, they say, 
me too. Yeah, me too. And then all of a sudden you have that bond. Stefan talked about this, a bond in that, in that moment of vulnerability, right? And you're like, okay. And then you all of a sudden feel a little bit stronger and you're not alone. So thank you to everybody reached out and know that, um, you can do it. Like you are strong. People just keep getting up. And if you can relate to what I've been through, I believe in you, just like Chris always believed in me and, and you can do great things. What have you been doing to prepare for the 10K outside of getting cortisone shots? I did get two <laughs> cortisone shots. Thank you, Dr. Friedberg. Yes. Um, I, I've been doing intervals, run, walk intervals. Okay. So, cause I will actually say what is holding me back right now are my arthritic knees, which apparently yeah. happens in your forties now. So, um, yeah, but a cortisone shot, it can, it can take care of a little bit of the pain for a few months, yeah, but the, yeah. I, I'm always warning her. I was like, don't overdo it because just because you can't feel the pain doesn't mean the damage isn't there. Yeah. And so it's, as soon as those suckers wear off, you can be like, Oh Listen, man, what did walk, I do? You come find me and we will walk. <laughs> yeah, we're going to run, walk. We're going to run, walk, but yeah. I'm going to get it done for yes. sure. No, I'm excited about the whole thing. I, I understand that you had another race uh, in the past that had a not so sexy moment during the race. Do you recall this incident of having to use the restroom while you're going to do that to her right now? Well, I just bring this up because you never know what's going to happen during a race. There are moments that you just cannot prepare for. I told you that in confidence. No, I'm kidding. Oh man. Not really. Not in confidence. It was, it was a joke. Oh man. It, this happens. Listen, apparently you're many people. Okay. Sometimes you're running and things got to go and, you, it's called nature potty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The nature pee. We refer to it all the time. Well, and, I'll, I'll and, tell you straight up. You know yeah. those those professional marathon runners, man? They wear diapers. What? You didn't know that, right? That would be smart. Because what yeah. do you do when you are out in the middle of nowhere oh, yeah. and nature calls? And, and if you're trying to break records, man, you don't, you don't have time for that. And so they just go while they run. I think, I'm going to be honest, I think even if I'm wearing a diaper, I'm going to have a hard time pooping myself. I think, <laughs> I think at this stage of where I'm at in my life, that is going to be a challenge for me Bro, to just let that go. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be part of your training regimen, bro. Where's, uh, let's bring Jason back. Yeah, there, does Lulu make diapers? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I didn't see the diaper section here in the room. That's incredible. Um, well, I'm uh, looking forward to it. I'm glad yeah. you're going to be running. I'm glad we're doing too. it as a, as a podcast team. We have right. our podcast manager who's a, like you said, the marathon runner. So we have all levels of fitness, but we'll yeah. get it done and we'll bond. In Sorry to embarrass you here just a No, second. how red am I? <laughs> yeah, I I'm about 12 there. shades yeah, of red. It's, fine. it's, it's fine. okay. Like, only because my brother's in law enforcement and I believe what I did was illegal. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> don't worry uh, about it. You're, you're, no one's coming after you for that one. I promise. Yes, I promise. It's done. But you know, I want to say this too. Chris and I were talking about this. I don't, I'm not light enough, I think, to run, you know, like a certain number on the scale I want to get to. But it's like, no, I'm just going to do it. You know, and it's probably not going to be the fastest race. I, it probably won't be under an hour. Who knows? But you might as well do it. And that's one thing I've learned through this whole process of coming down from 365 pounds is just do it now. You know, just do it now. And if it's hard because you're this weight, it'll be a little motivation to eat healthier and get to bed earlier and drink more water so that the next time you do it, it's a little early. It's a little easier. So come out and do the 10K. I don't care if you're 400 pounds. Like I'll walk it with you, you know? Absolutely. Like you don't, and I know Lululemon itself can be an intimidating store because it's a lot of fit people. But you know what? Like you're welcome here too. And you're welcome here. 100%. So the worst thing you can do is hide and think you're alone because you're not. Oh my gosh. I can and, see and now again, why you were such a great coach. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, honestly, that's great. <laughs> for, yes, for people who wonder why Chris calls me CP, it's because I was Coach Paul and he's Chris Powell. But I don't coach anymore, but maybe yeah. just... All right, you know Rachel really well. Get, okay. get, what, what advice are you giving her for this 10K? Sorry about that. Well, I gave her the exact same advice that I gave you. It's all about, honestly, it's, it's run, walk, listen to your body, breathe. We're going to fuel up nicely beforehand. And at the same time, like, guys, here's the thing. We're going to be out there, and you guys are training right now. Honestly... That's the hard part. When we're actually in this race, that's the celebration of all the work that you're doing, all the training coming up to it. It's the party. So there's nothing to be scared of. Like the, the real grind is when you guys are out there on the pavement right now over the next six weeks, you know, just putting in the work. Challenge yourself, push yourself, get a little bit uncomfortable. And then in 12 weeks on November 12th, we're all going to come together and party. And it's going to fly by so fast because everyone's going to be having fun and laughing and cheering you know, each other on. I'm telling you, it's going to be the fastest hour of your lives. Right. And at the same time. Two, two, two hours. Two. <laughs> it'll, it'll be Let's a little over an hour. Uh, under it's, 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, 90, between right 60 now. and 90. That's Perfect. my goal. And, and yeah. going back to what Rachel was saying. Guys, there's going to be every walk of life out there. Every shape and size. Every age. It is an all-inclusive event of humans coming together in, with a, a shared mission to get across the finish line together, but to really to enjoy and come together as a community in the process. Yeah. And so there's, there's no rule that says that, oh, if you, you're X amount of weight, so you can't do it. Oh my gosh, of course not. This is, it's going to be a beautiful experience for so many people to come together. All right. I'm just excited. You want to play name that tune with us, Rich? Sure. I mean, yeah. you're here. Got to put those headphones oh, on. Okay, I know. I forgot about the headphones. That's all right. They're not. They're not totally required. Just throw them on there. And uh, again, first three seconds of the song. If you can identify title and artist, a uh, little prize for you. Ready? Okay. All right. Here you go. Hey, hey. Oh boy. Uh, I know it, but I don't. That look on her face. I know what it is. <laughs> it's train. And. Uh, I had the other two. Oh, hold on. I had the first two. What the heck? What about Jay-Z and Rihanna? Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> nope, I don't oh, have it. Nope. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Soul Sister. That's it. Hey, Soul Sister. That's right. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Well, you didn't know it. That's just fine. We won't put this on our running playlist. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure enough. Um, would you rather? We've got a question for you. Would you rather? You're getting the whole thing. I know you felt you were going to get off easy. Uh, not only did I throw you into the bus with your bathroom story, but we've got this uh, name that tune and would you rather too. Okay, Chris. All right, here we go. Hit her up. Would you rather to only be able to ride in a car that can only go over 60 miles an hour or a car that can only go under 10 miles an hour? Oh, man. Oh, over 60. I drive a Mustang. Are you kidding? Let's go. Even in residential neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, now you're making me feel better. We're on the open road, right? Well, it doesn't I don't say know. that. Nope. Okay. Only over 60 or under 10. What would it be? For practicality and safety, under 10. But if, <laughs> okay. I, if, if I have to get to work under 10, you know, all those things, get to the grocery store. But let's go. It's I would love answer. to. If there was no cops and I could go over 60 all <laughs> Didn't day. did you say your brother's in law enforcement? I know. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> what would you do, Chris? I'd go under 10. I'm, yeah, I just like to cruise, man. I'd be fine going under 10. Yeah, I'm not a speed demon at all. I just like to chill. If cruise. I have to leave 10, 10, 20, 30 minutes early, yeah. oh, fine. I want to recline my seat, just look at the sky. That'd be, that's the way to go. Uh, final question for her is Promises Kept. Uh, Rachel, what does Promises Kept mean to you? I, well, we've talked about this a little bit before, and I think that was the key of okay. the turning point in me like 
the, the, the key to losing the weight the final and last time is making specific promises that I cannot wiggle out of, that I keep no matter what. And it also that has come from my sobriety in AA. It's like, I just, I, I love this saying, I just don't do that anymore. Like mm-hmm. someone passes the bottle of wine, I go, no, I just don't do that anymore. And so, and that is who I am. And it's, it's a promise, but it's also part of my identity. And so I, there's no, there's no chance I would break it. You know, it's like, I don't eat fast food. I just don't do that anymore. And so it's a promise, but it's almost like become deeper than a promise because it's part of who I am. And so I think that for me was the turning point that has been the crux of all the life changes I've been through from sobriety to weight loss is like, it's just, these are, they're black and white. You don't, yes, no, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. There's no changing and there's no breaking them. Yeah. The, 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 the beginning of this huge journey for you started with, well, the three promises. Yeah. What were they? The three promises. I don't eat pizza alone. I don't order DoorDash. And if I go through a drive-thru, I got to tell Chris Powell what I'm getting. And, and I did that. And I've done it for a um, year and a half. And here we are. Yeah. yeah. 100, 140 pounds later. 145 pounds later. You're yeah. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the biggest spiritual fan. I love that. Yeah, Thank you so much awesome. for being on Thank the you. podcast again. I know. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's yeah. check in with everybody. A love to be here. Visit. All right, Chris, we've got a question from the gram. Uh, and then we're going to start to wrap up here from the Scottsdale Fashion Squares Lululemon store. Um, she says, I yes. love listening to the podcast on my walks. I've got a question for you. I lost about 15 pounds 10 years ago using your low-carb cycling process that you describe in the book, Choose to Lose. I want to take off eight pounds now, so I'm doing it again. It's slow moving, but here's my question. The high-carb, low-carb process sequence is a little different in this book compared to the Extreme Transformation book. I wonder which low-carb, high-carb sequence you advise now and if you would make any updated changes to what you used to do. Oh man. All right. <laughs> so my answer is probably not going to be what most people would expect. Definitely not what your publisher would expect. No. Here, here's the thing, by the way, I, I, I'm so happy that you found success following a program that I had created for you. And, but that program was created a long time ago. In fact, all three of those books, they were written a long time ago. And I've learned so much more about the psychology just especially the psychology of transformation and change. And, and if you ask anyone in the nutrition science world, and even in behavioral psychology, it's like, if you look at a concept like carb cycling, you know, I, I wrote about carb cycling in the early 2000s. Yeah. And, um, and again- Back it, when the Backstreet Boys were stealing your growth. <laughs> this is true. This is true that happens. But, um, and, and it, was, it was big in the bodybuilding world. And, and, but the thing is, it's a very advanced form of dieting. And, and so now my approach has completely changed and I would never even start someone off with carb cycling. So while I really appreciate the fact that she's gotten results, I would actually tell her not, not to even focus on the books anymore. And in fact, I would even speaking just to the general population. Again, those books are, it's carb cycling is a very advanced form. Finding the right diet for you is where you get to become the artist. And there is no right or wrong with it, whether it's, you know, a lot of people ask keto, is it carnivore, is it vegan, is it pritikin, is it orange, is it south peach, is it zone? What? You just Look, eight things I never heard of. Right, dude, there's a lot of different kinds of diets out there. Whichever one that you can actually sustain a deficit on and feel completely satisfied and excited and fulfilled because the best diet that you can go into is the one that doesn't feel like a diet at all. 
because that's the one that you, you would actually be able to sustain in the long term through creating a calorie deficit and then even into maintenance because it's not like you're just going to go ahead and, and grind. And this is where I wish I, I look back and I think, oh man, I, I wish I could have done it different. I, I definitely created three books that I truly believed in and I know that they work, but at the same time, it was very high it's a, a high caliber of, of a dieting approach with it requires a lot of psychological, um, you know, commitment yeah. and like I'd say mental commitment and right. mental draw. So the, the key is to, again, create as an artist, your own world of fulfillment of satisfaction with your food. But the biggest thing is just making sure that you can maintain and sustain a calorie deficit and it could look whatever you want it to look like. Just keep your protein intake high. I don't care what your carbs or your fats look like. Make sure that you can, you feel good. You have, you know, uh, mental clarity, cognition, et cetera. And, and, and enjoy the process as you go through it. And then if you, if you reach a point where you're thinking, well, I really want to focus on um, fine tuning my body composition, then advanced techniques like carb cycling, they could be extremely beneficial okay. and effective. But in the meantime, baby steps. Um, I'm sure she's probably looking for some kind of, you know, exact answer. I wish I could give it to you, but at the same time, I want, I want her to, to really create her own world of it because so funny. I hate to interrupt you, but, but I feel like so many of us are that way. We like, we don't want to be our own artist. We don't want to create it on our own. We don't want to put the mental capacity into figuring out what we love. We just want somebody to tell us what to do. It's like, just tell me what to do and I'll do that. Yes. Yes. And sometimes it, that can be easy to follow for a while, but if it's not truly enjoyable and sustainable, and this is where I need her participation in this. It's like, I can give you the parameters, but she's got to pick the foods. You know, she has to say, this is what I love to eat every day. This is, this is what would make me feel fulfilled. This is what's going to satisfy me. Because if she can do that, then she can, then it's not just going to be a 90 day thing. It's going to be a rest of her life thing. Yeah. And that's, I'm not, I'm not interested in helping her lose as fast as she possibly can for 90 days. Okay. I'm trying to think of what can we, what can we equip her with so she can do this for the rest of her life. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, man, we're going to wind down from the Scottsdale Fashion Square. We're here inside the Lululemon store. We're getting ready for the big 10K tour. We would love everybody to join us on this 10K tour. As a matter of fact, if you're listening in other states and other countries, as I know a lot of people are, uh, you can join us virtually and uh, your donation will activate a little kickback to the National Alliance of Mental Illness. Most people know it as NAMI. And uh, we hope that we can get up to 50,000 people participating virtually on this race, which I think will be a uh, ton of fun. Okay, like we're that. 12 weeks. Or what are we? How long are we away from Six this race? Weeks. Six Six weeks. Oh, no, November 12th. I got to get to I got to get to training. Game on. Um, Let's go. Many thanks to everybody inside the Lululemon store for having us today. Uh, Jen and Paige and uh, Janny and Tyler, the... Uh, uh, Ryan, Carly, they've all been so helpful today in getting this thing going. And thanks to Body this morning for having yes. you over to do Move One Million. That was a ton of fun. And Harper, she was awesome. She's so great. Yeah, we had so much fun today, guys. Thank you all so much for all the, the love and the support. I had an absolute blast. Stefan, Jason, Rachel, our guests, man, they smashed it today. Absolutely. Next week on the podcast, we're back to transformation stories. And we've got another incredible journey. We will see you guys then right here on our I Knew That podcast. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate Thank you, brother. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here today, too. Peace.